All of us know how important it is to fuel your body with good-for-you ingredients. Well, Bigelow Tea has great news for both avid tea drinkers as well as those who turn to tea when feeling under the weather. Introducing Bigelow Benefits Teas, a line of tea designed to support clean eating and a healthy everyday lifestyle. So whether you want to stay well, sleep better, calm your stomach, or feel refreshed, Bigelow Benefits not only supports your well-being, but also tastes great. Be sure to try our latest benefits teas, Lean and Fit, Focus and Stress Relief. Learn more at BigelowTea.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My co-host, Andrea, is away today. If you go to the archives, you will find a show that Andrea and I did recently all about aging and perimenopause and menopause. And we got into an interesting discussion about the way women age and the pressure on women. And I was so excited when I received the wonderful ebook by the fantastic Sherry Rosen, Ripe Aging with Authenticity and Grace. Sherry Rosen, who is a wonderful publicist and just an all-around fantastic woman, joins me now. Hi, Sherry. Oh, my God. With that kind of intro, it's a wonderful way to start the morning. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you know, Sherry, I've been in this field now. Actually, it was 10 years. No, it's 11 years this year. Holy cow, in February. It, uh, it doing radio, I started in radio and now doing podcasts. And you were one of the first people I think that I started working with who sent me just some incredible clients. And I'm just so in awe of what you do. Tell us a little, a little bit more about you and your wonderful business before we jump into your book. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I started out as an actress and I was an actress for about 10 years. And um, then um, I just was not making enough money. And it would, the rejection became too much for me. I left because I had to make some money. And there was an ad in the paper in, uh, in the New York Times under uh, looking for a publicist. And, um, oh, I know what it was. No, it was so long ago. I put an ad in the New York Times for administrative assistant job. And I got a, um, a call from a woman who was self-published and uh, she wanted me to be her book publicist. And I said, wait a minute, uh, this is for administrative assistant job. And she said, if you are that resourceful of doing this, I have a funny feeling that you're going to be the publicist for me. Anyway, to make a long story short, the book already was 12 years old then. And everybody was laughing at us. And I just put it on within six months. The book went on the New York Times bestseller list for 63 weeks. Oh, my gosh. So many lessons in book publicity. You you learn the rules and you also learn to break them. And uh, and so, you know, I've been doing book publicity for years and I started writing personal stories, and now the personal stories have turned into stand-up storytelling, which I perform in front of live audiences, and they're true stories from my life. And a lot of people hopefully can relate um, in the comfort of the audience can relate to the stories that I'm sharing. And going through all of this, Quite a few years ago, I had a breakup 
And my feeling was, Sherry, you've got to use that anger in a positive way. So I created, I created a rap song about the breakup. And then one thing led to another. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a book of nudes on me. I think it's time for me to do it. And I found this wonderful photographer. He was a friend of my ex-boyfriend. And he's very respectful in his way of taking photos of nudes. Mainly in the past, he's taken photos of black women. And then I called him and I asked him if he would do the project with me. And he was more than delighted. And as you can see, the photos came out. It just blew my mind. And, you know, the difficulty that we women have all over the world with, uh, you know, body shaming, uh, with just being a woman, uh, I just felt, you know what, I don't want to get caught up in the, the culture of I can't. I want to be I can. And it's mainly the book was really for me and some of my close friends. And uh, then Elephant Journal came along and I really trust their online um, uh, release of stories that they would protect me if I put the whole thing up there on Elephant Journal. And that's when I decided to just, you know what, let me put it out there. It may really um, empower other women like it did me. I'm not saying it's for everybody because it isn't. But this is just one way that I felt that I could empower myself. And, you know, because there's, I grew up with so much body shaming and self-hatred. And, you know, I've had to work through all of this through the years. And this was kind of the ultimate when I did the, um, the nudes. And, um, and I even have one hanging up in my bedroom because this, he just did such a beautiful, beautiful job. I can't believe uh, it was just so empowering. I've just always had the philosophy that I can't listen. I'll listen to the culture, but that doesn't mean I'll go along with it because it will steer me in the wrong direction. And I have to listen to my intuition. Um, I never did when I was younger, but as I uh, got older, I started listening to it. And it, in most cases, it's it steers me in the right direction. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I'm envious of of women of past generations is that they're only the only thing they can really do to look younger other than, you know, eat well, exercise and things like that was to get a facelift. And you always knew because everybody looked pulled back and ridiculous. And I always thought natural aging looked better. But now with all of these uh, fillers and Botox and lasers and all these treatments, women have more options to stay looking younger. But to me, the problem is there's so much pressure because you have all these 50, 55 year olds looking like they're 30. And then if you just try to age naturally, you feel like you look like a schlump and it's not right because it's nature. It's so frustrating. What, what do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting because when I posted um, on social media about you interviewing me today, I found a meme that said, we cherish and buy expensive antiques. But when it comes to aging and older people, 
we really want to dispose of them. And it was very, and also what a lot of women forget to do is they take care of the outside, but they don't take care of the inside. And it's amazing if you truly, I have found with my own experience, if I take care of taking care of the inside, it reflects so much love, so much kindness, so much beauty that comes through the human being if you really are genuine about taking care of yourself, because that's really where it's at. And many times, if you're taking care of the inside, all of a sudden you look around at these fillers and everything, and you just feel as though I'm empowered. I don't need it. But you know what? If any woman wants to do it, good luck to them. Anything that would make them happier or better. But I truly believe the real key for men and women is working off from the inside out. Oh, I completely agree. I'm struggling with someone I know right now who everything goes into the into their outside, but then they're, you know, drinking Diet Coke, they don't eat enough, they're not making healthy choices. It, it's like, okay, so you're thin and you don't have any wrinkles, but I don't think you're very healthy. Yeah, I know that um, um, unfortunately the mother and the sister that I grew up with, it was all about looks. That was it. And, you know, whatever went on in the house, it could be a hell realm in the house. But when we all walked out of the door, we had to look absolutely gorgeous. And that was always concentrated on. So I always, I just, and she kept telling me how terrible I looked. And I, you know, I uh, overate and of course I got heavy. And I just thought that I was ugly. I didn't realize that I was such a beautiful looking woman until the age of 30. Uh, it, we, I had gone to Hawaii with my ex-husband and he took some photos of me and I had them, those were the days that you developed and you, right. <laughs> you, you know, and um, I developed them. And then I, for the first time, I just looked at the photographs and I went, where have you been all these years? Do you realize what you look like? Oh my God, I was in absolute shock. It just hit me that I was beautiful. And I had been so used to feeling up until that time how ugly I was. And when I had those nudes done, I was 25 pounds heavier, Lisa, than I am now. And even so, I look and I went, it doesn't mean it looks gorgeous, whatever it was. He captured all the gorgeous and lusciousness of your great big body. Right. I want to go through some of these pictures. I love some of the things that you say. I love this. You write, um, I love sparkly things and I love beautiful colors and I love beautiful fabrics touching my skin. When I viewed this photo, I felt it captured the aliveness that comes through me along with my hair color and the amazing colors in the scarf. It's, it all seems to work loving the woman that I am. So just to describe to people, you're standing and you have a scarf. It's beautiful. And, and it covers 
part of it covers part of your one of your breasts. The other breast is more exposed. You can see the nipple and, and you see your beautiful top of your arms and your shoulders. It's such a lovely picture, Sherry. Yeah, the uh, the scarf. Uh, I've always loved sparkly, shiny scarves. And that was an Indian scarf that I got down in the village. And I just thought when we had the photo shoot, I would bring a bunch of the scarves and see if we could use them. And sure enough, he said the one that we use would be perfect. And it turned out really, really beautiful. And I do, I love the feel of like velvet on my skin. As a matter of fact, right now I'm wearing a very luscious velvet top and I love silks and satins. That also, I think, really gets in touch with our sensuality of of just being human, you know, wearing these beautiful fabrics on our body and also colors. And and, um, I know that I have this with little kids, little girls especially. They love sparkly and I love sparkly. And a lot of times when I wear really sparkly clothes, these little kids will come over to me you know, with a big smile and just tell me they love either it's my shoes or my coat or whatever it is. And it's really, really sweet. Uh, I've always, yeah, I've always loved sparkly things. Even sometimes um, I have this uh, sparkly makeup that I, I put on there like little stars. And sometimes if I'm really celebrating something, you know, I'll just put it all over my face and, um, and my neck, and it's really fun. And, you know, getting back to the plastic surgery, uh, I, I, I mean, it really, it does, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of men and women, um, it really does help their self-esteem. And um, I've just never, I think personally, because I've gone through so many surgeries that I've, I have to have, I've had a lot of replacement surgeries that the thought of having plastic surgery, I become very protective about my body and I don't want to put my body through that kind of uh, pain. And it apparently it's also saying that I'm comfortable with who I am. Yes. I look in the mirror and sometimes I go, "Mm, I don't like the stomach. I don't, And then I'll go, and yeah, and where is that going to get you, uh, Sherry, you know? Uh, And and then I just let it go because it's like an old habit that wants to keep coming up. And I go, just let it go. Just let it go. I'm really, what I find also help, you know, a woman with aging is um, gratefulness. It really, it makes all the difference in the world. If sometimes I'll lay in bed at the end of the day, and sometimes the day is really bad, and I'll just go, what do I feel grateful for today? And that can change my whole demeanor and my whole feeling just by going into the gratefulness. Oh, that is beautiful. I love this too. You write, man, my body isn't perfect. But it sure is wonderful. I feel like the Earth Mother in this one, capable of loving and being loved and touching people's lives in a profound way. Our own um, activism with ourselves, because when I find I'm starting to go in the dark place, that's when I will shift and I'll go, uh, that's not going to do anything for you except make you feel bad. Haven't you had 
we've had enough years of feeling bad about our bodies. Let's drop it. Um, and, and I find also what's important is something that I didn't have growing up, but I think it's hopefully happening now is more women supporting other women. I really, with all that we go through and have gone through for centuries, I think it's important that we really support each other and not be in my mother's generation and my sister's generation. It was about competing um, and and gossiping. And it, you know, and I looked at all this and I said, if, it, what happened to me is for years, I did not trust women because of the way that I was raised. And it took me years to develop. It was more about me, trust within myself to be able to know who's going to be there for me and who isn't. And, but the, the one person that had to be there for me is me. I had to stand up for me and there was no... Prince Charming that was going to save the day for me. And I didn't want any Prince Charming to save the day for me. And, and, and I find that with all the work that I've done on myself, when I, uh, with dating, I find that so few men have actually worked, like I said, on the inside. They just haven't. And so it's kind of a a mismatch for me. But at this stage of my life, yeah, I would love to be with a wonderful companion. But is that going to stop my life? Uh Uh-uh. I'm just moving ahead and doing the things that I'm passionate about, especially like the storytelling. And probably what I'll do, one of the stories, I'll I'll talk about uh, the book, Ripe, and how it all came into being, because I'm sure a lot of people would be able to identify with the story and why I did it and, and why, it, you know, it came about. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm not saying this is for everybody because some people would go, yikes, I could never do that. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to. You got to find your own way to feel empowered. You really do. This was just one of the ways for me. And what do you recommend for women who are, uh, you know, struggling with their body image and struggling with aging? Uh, Well, again, um, I would sit with that and and, uh, ask myself, what is it that I don't like about myself and why? And sometimes, you know, uh, we need therapy. I know therapy helped me a lot, you know, upon if I could, you know, I had a really uh, great therapist, but I, you know, just having a therapist for that support, perhaps a lot of men and women didn't get that support in the family and they don't even know how to support themselves. And sometimes by going into therapy, you can begin to understand because you're getting that, you're receiving that support from the therapist and eventually you become empowered enough that you want to give that support to yourself. And you know, you begin to understand the boundaries and the triggers with other people of, uh uh-uh, this is not going to work for me, or um, I should not be friends with this one because she's not supporting me. All she's doing is being critical. So it's also 
really important for to get in touch with boundaries. That can just uh, make your life so much easier and people to deal with. And you begin to understand the people that are toxic for you that you don't need to be around. And Lisa, I want to tell you, you're a beautiful woman. I see loads of pictures of you on Twitter and I'm going, this woman is gorgeous, but if you've got to be, I could talk to you till I was blue in the face, but who it come from is you. You really, and I have to really believe that I am a, a great woman. I'm a beautiful woman. And no matter what any, because we, you, you being in the public eye, you're going to get a lot of negativity too out there. And you really got to be prepared and be grounded enough to know that all of that is BS compared to who you really are. Everybody's coming from their own history. Yeah, that's true. It's funny that you mentioned that about really needing to feel it yourself because in the book you write, I love the feel of my skin and I love my large breasts. I so appreciate my sensuousness and sexuality. I've been told by many men how exciting, sexy, and beautiful I am, but it wasn't until I truly realized it that it made that it made it all the more wonderful. And that's like, I look at myself now and I think I look good. I actually think I look better than I ever have. Um, but yet there's still that, that, that past trauma. What, what also happens with aging is that you begin to really let go of all of the BS that I've let go of all the BS that I was packed on me as a woman, you know, growing and you just, it gets to a point, I feel like I got nothing to lose. I just got nothing to lose of being who I am. There's a freedom for me that comes with the aging process. And in that freedom, there is a genuineness and the authenticity to be who I am. And yeah, and it's uh, it wasn't there uh, many years ago. It just wasn't because I was struggling. That was my path uh, of, of trying to become who I am supposed to be. And I didn't know that because we all have this sense of who we're supposed to be. But it's kind of a lot of, we can give ourselves a lot more BS. And it's really just sitting. And, you know, for me, it, it was also living at a Buddhist retreat center for two years. That changed my life uh, dramatically because I was very unhappy from the inside out. And it's, not, again, not for everybody, but I came back a very dif different person. Uh, there was a transformation in those two years that um, I, the way I came up and the way I came back was very different. In our culture I, and in my family, I never learned about kindness and respect. And it was always put down when I was little. So those things disappeared. I never showed anybody. Um, I hid them a lot. And when I went to live at the Buddhist retreat center, I began to realize that all these qualities that I had and that I was hiding, they were gorgeous qualities. And I was not going to be ashamed any longer and be crucified for being kind and respectful and caring. And, um, uh, and so therefore, 
I just, and I was ashamed also, there's a whole other topic of being Jewish and at the Buddhist and the Buddhist retreat center. One day, everything changed. And I began to realize all the things I loved about being Jewish, the music, the sitting around the table, the meals, the family, the food, and the klezmer music. And um, uh, it was really a strange place to find love and respect for being Jewish at a Buddhist center, but it worked. It just worked. And I came back a much, much happier person. And a lot of people really noticed it too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I grew up uh, with a lot of anti-Semitism where I lived and it was horrible. So I also, I used to hide it because I was afraid people wouldn't like me. Um, Yeah. yeah, So that, but now I'm like, I'm Jewish, hear me roar, you know. (laughs) Uh, You know, Sherry, we only have a couple minutes left. I'm just so, I just love what you did with this. I think it's so important. You've gotten so many eyes on this article. I was looking at the number. Holy crap, that must feel really good. You know what? Again, I don't even pay attention to it. And I, it, um, I, it was more about this is who I am. I want to share it with you. And that, right. you know, and, and the more people that can connect to it, that's, that's amazing. It's just really respecting each other for who they are and not who each other wants you to be. That, that's another thing about love that I've learned through the years and I learned it through my kids, accept me the way I am and not the way you want me to be. Easier said than done, but it can be done and it changes relationships dramatically for the good because people can feel it in each other. You don't even have to say anything. You know who accepts you the way you are. And I know who accepts me the way I am. Oh, I love that. And you accept you the way you are. And that's the biggest thing. And uh, there's so much more to talk about. I'll have to have you back, Sherry. I, I'm just so moved. And tell everybody how we can find you. And I just tweeted out this article. I'm about to post it on Facebook as well. And then, of course, I'll let you know when the interview airs. And we'll share that uh, wide and far. They can just go to my website. at um, It's uh, SherryRosen.com. I try to keep things simple. So I just use my name and um, and you can find me. And if you want to send me a message or ask me a question, more than happy to respond to you. Oh, that's great. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Oh, I wish Andrea could have been here. We got to get her in next time you come on, Sherry, on this conversation. You can follow us at Naturally Savvy on social media. You can also follow me at Lisa Davis MPH at Andrea Donsky. Thanks for listening and stay well.